Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast with Ryan Cote, where we feature casual conversations with entrepreneurs about personal development and growth. Hey, everyone. This is Ryan Cote with the Morning Upgrade Podcast. And today I have with me Lloyd Ross. Hey, Lloyd. What's up, Ron? Not much. I'm excited to talk to you. Uh, why don't we start off by you telling everyone who you are, what you do, and what your interests are. For sure. Firstly, thanks for having me on the Morning Upgrade podcast. I'm really excited to be here. As you can tell from my accent, I am from Australia, which uh, is quite a novelty sometimes for people to, to hear. But a little bit about me, I, in short, I, I did what everyone else did when I was uh, younger. I went to university, but probably for too long. Did some degrees, came out, corporate traditional business owner, and then got into internet and online business, which I love, and uh, started investing in the stock market at an early age and ended up building a million-dollar stock portfolio in my spare time as well. And now my wife and I just work from home and run our businesses from small room <laughs> from our computer. So that's really a nutshell of a bit about my background and what I'm all about. Yeah. What about your interests? I was on a podcast the other day and someone asked, Lloyd, what do you do for fun? I'm like, really? I love doing business. It's a lot of fun. But So we just completed a 111-kilometer ultra marathon, which took us 26 and a half hours to complete. Now, I know that doesn't sound like fun, but they're the types of things we get up to sometimes. For fun, we do a bit of CrossFit. We do some running. We hang out with friends. We've got a big family. We do a lot of stuff with family. And, you know, I read books. I love reading. It's good, you know. Uh, and horse riding, boxing, I do a lot of different stuff like that. And uh, yeah, keeps me fit, lean and healthy and you know, on my toes. Mm. What'd you learn about the ultra marathon? You, you and your wife did it together. What'd you learn about yourself? Yeah, we did. We did. What did we learn about ourselves? During that whole thing. Sounds like a oh major my God, That's a great question. So last year was such a big year for me personally, because I had my first boxing fight in March before COVID. Then I wrote a book. Money Grows on Trees, uh, my first book. And then in November, we ran this ultra marathon, right? Before then, I'd only run 10 kilometers, right? Which kind of surprises people like, why the heck did you do that? And the reality is my boxing coach actually challenged me to do to write my book and also run the 100 kilometer. So we did it together. He's 47. So he's running this 100 kilometers at 47. I dragged my wife and her sister into it and another two friends. So... Yeah, I think with the ultra marathon, it's such a metaphor for life because we had to discipline. Last year was all about discipline for me. And I think if you think about success or upgrading yourself, you know, the morning upgrade, it's about having and displaying discipline in an area where you want to excel. So I just took I took my success formula with other areas where I've been successful or I've applied discipline. And I just we just applied it to the marathon. And so what would happen is we would get up in the morning at like four. And dark and go up in the hills and run 35 kilometers up and down elevated hills in the bush in Australia. And then we'd run half a half a marathon as training the next day. And then we so we'd run about 70 or 80 kilometers a week to get up, get to get you to train up for it, right? And that's like life. You got to kind of put in the time and the effort and the practice over and over again to get better and to get fitter. And that's what we did. And then on the day of running the marathon, we all rock up there at 6 a.m. And we knew we were in for a brutal 24 hours. Like it was, thankfully, the weather was on our side because if it had rained, it would have sucked so bad. But 
I read Dave, we read David Goggins' book, Can't Hurt Me. If you haven't read that book, it's amazing. It's in my top three all-time books, which is what really helped me to develop the mindset of last year. Like I had to go through a lot of hectic stuff, voluntary, of course, but on this ultra marathon, we went through highs and lows. I remember coming into the – the body's only meant to – is designed to run about 35Ks. It just At that point, it starts to break down and, and collapse. And so – at 35Ks, I was like, yep, I'm hurting. At 57Ks, my shin splints and my ankles and my blister, it, my legs were just pumped. Like I remember coming in 57Ks and we had some friends there that fed us, that massaged us out. And if they hadn't have been there, it would have been really hard to continue. And then I'm like, I've got to do another 50Ks. It's 111 kilometers. So we go out in the dark at nighttime with our lights and off we go, man. And just coming in at 4 a.m. to the next checkpoint was just like, oh, my God, get me out of here. It was like hell. It was like torture on your legs, torture on your mind, up and down hills, 4,500 metres of elevation. And finally, the next morning at, at about 9 a.m., 26 hours later, 8.30 a.m., we're close to the finish line and we have an hour and a half left and we would have got disqualified had we have not crossed that line in that time. So we're running and limping because, you know, you, you start to get sore and you limp and – I remember coming down the back end of that final straight and feet are hurting. All I could think about was taking my shoes off. And we run down and all of our family and friends are there supporting us. We didn't know they would be there. They, they got up really early and drove back out. And we just together, my wife and her sister and myself, ran across that finish line together. And it was just like one of the juiciest moments of living life. It was just like right on the wire. It was very few people have done a 111-kilometer ultramarathon. And to do it with those girls was just amazing. And yeah, I, one of the best, it's the hardest thing I've ever done physically, possibly mentally. And it's like life, worth it. <laughs> you got to pay the price. Yeah. Something you put a lot of work into it and it paid off. Yeah. So what did it feel like to cross the finish line? Relief is all I can tell you. <laughs> like there's a funny photo and video, and they videoed us, and it's on one of their ads now, and it's, it's, it's on my Facebook. But we come across the finish line, and my face is just like, Oh, and my poles go down and there's just this relief. And then my, my wife and her sister are holding hands like jubilation. Like we did it. Yeah, that's funny, but it felt really good. I, I cried at the end and I don't cry like ever, which is funny. It's just, I'm just not an emotional person. But yeah, I, you know, a few tears in my eyes at the end of that one because it was just such a big overcoming effort. And I hadn't had sleep for like 36 hours or something. And your body's breaking down. So it's like yeah. kind of a few different things, that's right. you know? <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Really cool. So yeah. it sounds like you've got a lot of habits. You mentioned discipline in that. If you look at your day-to-day routine, what are your go-to habits that you rely on? Yeah. Cool. We had a little brief chat about this before we started, right? But And it, what my wife and I did at the start of this year, and, and it's a really clever way to manage, not manage your life, like you don't want to go and micromanage your life, but we have a default diary. And so we put in our diary at the beginning of the year, the things that we are like non-negotiable on that we need to be doing to achieve our goals. So in the morning, it's usually like get up and go for a run, uh, get the exercise done early. That's in the diary. And then just things like jumping on, a call with our team, jumping on a podcast, recording an IGTV or Facebook Live and an Instagram Live and doing posts and being on Twitter, talking with our customers, doing a couple sales calls a day. Usually I'm on um, two sales calls a day. And I just run it all from my laptop here and my phone. We cruise around the house and 
we can run most of it from our phone. So we're quite, we're flexible about where we can go. Um, but we're quite rigid in terms of what we do for our businesses to grow them each day. That goes for five days of the week. And then weekends, we just relax. So content creation sounds like it's a big habit for you. It sounds like you've, you've created a habit around how you structure the content creation. Yeah. We have these habits of the, doing the non-negotiables, which includes content creation, sales calls, team calls, and then obviously have some administration that you need to deal with each day and then working out. So that, they're the discipline areas that we focus on. You mentioned team. Uh, I like to talk about entrepreneurship as well. Has um, yep. the last where you are, COVID is not hasn't been as as big. How have you adapted your team and your business to to the changing times? Yeah. So back in March when it all happened, I was thinking to myself, God, this could go either way. Don't this has never happened before. So yeah. I didn't know what to expect. I'm like, we could go backwards. Our business could just I don't know disappear. Could grow. It was one of those moments of entrepreneurship where it's like, whoa, this is like the roller coaster of emotion you go through. An unknown hit us, and I actually did think that we were going to have a drop in sales. I just felt that because I I saw how many people were losing their jobs, and I just didn't think they'd have the money to keep buying our products. And that's where it came from. So, um, what happened to us as a as an entrepreneurship journey is a pivot. Thankfully, about a year before. Or 18 months before COVID, we had pivoted to like 90% of our business online because we used to do events and stuff face-to-face and do a lot of travel and that type of stuff, you know, to build the relationships. But we had an online system to onboard new customers and our team was used to that. So we got about 200 field consultants in the world, around the world, and they had been used to and trained in the online system that we developed. And so we were already, we had already pivoted fully online. And so when COVID came, it, what happened was our business went through 300% growth in 12 months. Yeah, which blew me. I was like, what? It's crazy because what happened was all of our consultants finally had time to focus without the chaosness of life going on because they were you know, largely in lockdown in March. And all of a sudden, we had all this focus and energy went into the, their business, our business, and it grew. So we, we, luckily, we just had pivoted to online, you know, early enough. Which I think a lot of people are doing now too. Even uh, yeah. even um, like very uh, niche B2B businesses, uh, manufacturing, for example, or, you know, if you sell widgets, a lot of them are trying to, you know, at least sell their products on their website, you know, because I think yeah. everyone's realizing that you need to give, you need to have more flexibility, more scalability. Definitely. Well, that's good. It sounds like the timing worked out, worked out well there. Yeah. yeah. Have you had any challenges that you've had to get through? And how did you get through it with your business? Uh, the biggest, the greatest challenge had to encounter, we encountered was to scale. And because when we first started out, we had a, you know, we would get cut. It was a side hustle, our business, when we first started. I think most businesses are, and I would encourage people on the entrepreneurship journey, if they aren't treating their first business as a side hustle, to do it because you get to get paid in your job and you get to fund your side hustle. I think it's great. So, when we started out, we were you know, getting one customer here, one customer there, one customer here, one customer there. And you can imagine that's, that's tedious. That's, 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 that takes a lot of time. There was no scale to it. And so what we thought was, God, you know, like, how do we scale this? How do we get like, go from one customer a week to a hundred a week, right? And that was the goal. We're like, oh, how do we do a hundred in a week? And that's where your mind starts to expand. And once you set those big lofty goals, you start to think of unique ways and systems to develop to actually achieve that. 
right? So Elon Musk says, you know, take your 10-year goal and try and achieve it in like six months. (laughs) So we set up a Facebook sales funnel, which we'd never done before, a social media sales funnel, which I've learned off um, Dan Henry. And we started building a community around our product through Facebook groups. And we incentivize, all of our customers are incentivized to refer people. And so they refer them to this one Facebook group where there's a a chat bot that automates a sales funding through it and actually sells to these referrals coming in our products. Hmm. So we actually mobilized our entire customer base to be our best marketers. We gave them the scripts and things to use to refer people back into the group to then roll down the funnel and buy. And so we just, yeah, we went from a few customers to like just last year in March, April, May, I think we had, for one month, we had 770 new customers roll in without us doing much. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So that was the challenge. It was really challenging to, to, to figure that out though. There's a lot of testing. Like we probably took a, a 300% hit when we pivoted from non-scaling and non-online to scalable online system. We lost a lot of consultants that left us that didn't like change. We, we tested and measured things that didn't work and we had to roll back. Then when you develop a system and you've got like consultants and and people in your team that need to learn stuff, they need to build trust in the system that is working for them. And they don't, people don't like change. (laughs) So we had some drastic changes to do that. And that's where we lost a lot of income, lost a lot of sales, lost, you know, it's collateral damage when you do that. Yeah. And just having the faith that what we were doing was going to pay off. Thankfully it did. So you have no choice sometimes. You're like, you know, we have to go big and do this or not because what are we in? Are we in a business or are we in just like a little hobby? <laughs> yeah, we need to grow. Yeah. Yeah. At least I know me personally, like if I don't feel like I'm growing and being productive, it's it really messes up my mood yeah. and my mindset. So totally. I totally. get what you're saying there. Um, and you're not going to please everyone. Um, you had a clear right. vision of where you wanted to go and yeah. on board or not, you know, that was their choice. Yeah, pretty much. And the ones that weren't on board, they just find their way out. They get off the bus do with that too it hurts you know to lose good people too but it's just the, the nature of business yep exactly so i want to ask you about your morning routine maybe i'll save that for the for the the last question the next question before we start recording we were talking about how you greatly simplified your life just you know moving to where you moved to and just some other changes so i'd, I'd be curious to see hear about like what your approach to happiness is oh love it what a great question my approach to happiness in my own mind, it's having the objective to spend as much time of my life doing what I want to do. You can never spend all of your time doing just what you want to do, but largely try and spend your time doing all the things that bring joy to you. Okay. Now, I'm not talking about like, you know, going out partying all the time and stuff like that. Like, that's not a great life. Uh, it, it will come back and bite you, obviously. But, but doing things that I love to do to you know, generate an income and training the way I want to train and just living the way I want to live is the secret to my happiness and not being on anyone else's agenda all the time. Because whatever you say yes to, you're also saying no to something else. So trying to please everyone is a really bad way to build happiness. And I've tried to make my life not pleasing everyone all the time, just sometimes. Okay. So that would be that. But structuring your life, like if thinking about what do I want my day to look like and getting up in the morning and and exercising is brings me fitness and happiness, joy and energy. 
hanging out with my wife and having a business that we run together brings me happiness. No debt brings me happiness. So there's a simple, like that, that's a big one for me. No yeah. debt. I hate that hanging over my head. And being in business with people I like to be around, being in types of businesses that bring me joy in terms of what I get to teach. I teach people about money through my books and my courses, and then I get to coach people in business with our business, our consultants in the field, you know, and help people with their health, with our products. That's what we, that's, that's the end result too. So being in a business that is aligned with your values will also bring you a lot of happiness. Um, but I think it all boils down to what do you want your days to look like within reason? I mean, you can't not work and expect to be super successful. And spend your weekends doing the things you want to do with the people you want to do them with. Get, get away from negative environments and conflict as soon as possible. Honestly, I think most people would, would want that with, with everything you just described. I think the difference is that based on what you told me, all the steps you took, you took action and designed the life, you and your wife, and you actually implemented it and yep. made some hard choices and, and got yep. to where you are. So I think that the action part is the hard part. Well, it is definitely the hard part. And here's what happens. I read this really good quote once and it really just, I thought, wow, that's just what I needed to hear. It says, have the courage to disappoint others to get what you want. I forget what exactly what it was, but something like that, have the courage to disappoint someone. Now, no one wants to disappoint anyone, but when it comes at your own demise or your own unhappiness, I think you've got to have courage then to say, hang on a second. I'm okay to disappoint you because I'm not happy. And I think if you have that courage to do that, you will be able to build that life because taking action like what you just said is is all about having the courage to have hard conversations. Have hard conversations with yourself and others around you and loved ones so that you can develop the life you want. Have a hard conversation with a spouse and say, listen, I'm not happy doing this. I want to do this together. You know, with your kids, with, with with your parents. Like I've had a hard conversation with, with with my dad about leaving our family business. Like I had to sit outside with him and say, listen, this is not my thing. And I had to disappoint him, right? It was the best thing for both of us. So I think that's where people, that's what prevents them from making drastic change. Yeah. I don't want to disappoint anyone. Yeah. Well, this has been great, Lloyd. I do want to ask you about your about your morning routine, and then you can uh, wrap up yeah. by telling everyone how they can learn more about you if they want to connect with you. That's can you cool. give everyone a, a quick overview of your of your morning routine? Cool. Well, you know, as a podcast, you know, the title of the podcast, Morning Upgrade. I mean, there is so much juice in the morning of someone's life. Like, it's all about this thing, and I learned it from um, Hal in um, in his book. Is a miracle morning. Miracle morning. Yeah. God. I was thinking of Robin Sharma's book. Anyway, so the miracle morning is he gets up and he has savor. You know, he, he goes through those steps to um, do those specific things each day. If you haven't read that book, grab it. Yeah. I don't go to the same details what he does. But in the morning, uh, I tend to get up generally and exercise. Go for a run or, or train or something like that. And that is so important to do. And once the reason I do it in the morning is because once it's done, it's done. If you don't exercise in the morning, it's fairly certain you probably won't do it in the afternoon because life gets busy, it gets away from you, things happen, you can't control. So I just do that first. Well, everyone's still getting up, I'm out exercising, right? And then I'll come back and I'll look at my diary. And so my day is dictated by my diary. And so I know the day before what I've got on the next day. So as I get up, I have this structure. So I look at my diary and the structure gives me freedom. 
People think that you just get up and you live your life and it's all free. No. If you live your life like that, you're going to actually find you don't have that much freedom. It's just everywhere. So if you can structure your life in your Google Calendar is what I use and I'll look at it and I'll know what's coming up. So I get to decide what I do in the gaps and that could be anything I want to do, right? So it does give me a level of freedom, but it also lets me feel like at the end of the day, I've been productive, which is what I need to feel as an entrepreneur. I need to feel progress and, 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 and productive. So after I exercise, have my smoothie, I have good nutrition to start the day off, which is so important. I don't have coffee and it's because the coffee drains your energy. And so I have that smoothie in the morning and then I'll look at my diary and I'll kind of get in the, the mindset, might read passage from the Bible, might read a little bit of a book that I've, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm reading. And then I pretty much get in the mindset of, okay, let's go to work. And so nine o'clock rolls around, I'm on sales calls, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And that's kind of how I start my morning off, you know, to have the most productive day. Love it. Sounds great. Uh, very similar to my morning routine. So love it. Cool. Well, this has been great, Lloyd. We dropped a lot of uh, a lot of gems in here. Uh, great answers. I appreciate you being on. And uh, why don't you tell everyone you know the best way they can connect with you? So, best way to connect with me, Instagram. My handle is Lloyd James Ross. That's with two L's. I'm on Facebook, Lloyd J Ross. But also, you can check out my book if you want to at my website, which is MoneyGrowsOnTreesBook.com. So, they're probably the places to connect with me. We'll add all that to the uh, to your show notes page. Thanks again. And thanks everyone for listening. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. Please subscribe and review. And don't forget to visit us at morningupgrade.com for more content.